brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person, out of the store of goodness in his heart, produces good. But an evil person, out of the store of evil, produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise People today are more divided than ever. We're told and reminded of that reality on a, a regular basis and in countless ways. So it's interesting when you stumble upon things that unite people. And one thing that really unites people is something that really ticks them off. And that's when they see hypocrisy. And the more blatant it is, the more universal wrath it inspires. There's a website that compiled a list of some of the worst examples of hypocrisy that they were able to find. And just gave three examples. There was this motivational anti-drug speaker who had gone all around holding assemblies at schools speaking to kids throughout the state of Kansas who was charged with dealing drugs and kidnapping. Or there was this other story about these two different principals offering these heartfelt messages and they were caught plagiarizing. The first principal was uncovered by a faculty member who thought that the memo sounded a little bit out of character for her and was correct. It was actually a column from Forbes that she had cut and pasted. And then the other principal's words to the graduating seniors in their yearbook was caught by some students who actually read the entire message and noted at the end the closing words were addressed to kids at another school for another year. One of the worst incidents of hypocrisy on the list, though, came out of Ohio, involving one of their judges. This man had been an outspoken activist against drinking and driving, so much so that when he was elected as a judge, he decided to bring cases for drunk drivers out of the courtrooms and have the trial right in school in front of students so that they could see and hear what could happen to them if they were foolish enough to drink and drive. Well, in 2014, 
he ruined his reputation when he got plastered, drove his Mercedes into a city bus, which the article reporting the story couldn't resist pointing out is literally the easiest obstacle to avoid on the road, and then fled the scene for another 12 miles, at which time he refused to take a breathalyzer test or do any field sobriety tests, not that he needed it. We see and, and hear and know countless examples of these things, whether they're simple and stupid or gross and outrageous, and they rightly infuriate people. So Jesus' teaching in tonight's gospel doesn't seem incredibly groundbreaking, nor is it even something that can be specifically a Christian understanding. When he says, how can you say, let me remove the splinter in your eye when you do not notice the wooden beam in your own, he's just pointing out that that person would have no moral authority to do that. Pretty logical thinking and teaching there. But there is an important distinction that does seem to get lost sometimes. Oftentimes, these quotes of Jesus will be utilized in a way to shut down any discussion of morality. And maybe it's because hypocrisy is so widespread, the thinking goes, better not to say anything about anyone. Yet, that's not what Jesus is saying at all. This passage that we just heard is at the end of a very long sermon in the Gospel of Luke from Jesus that we started three weeks ago. And that's when it started with the Beatitudes that talked about those who were struggling and those who were poor and those who were hated on account of Jesus and were said to be blessed when they recognized that God wasn't punishing them or abandoning them. And at the same time, those things that were happening were unjust and were evil situations. And Jesus made it clear that God the Father sees and cares for those who are suffering as well as those who are causing the suffering. And that's why Jesus was warning those who were, were in a position to do something to alleviate those burdens and then do nothing about them, that that's not a good path to go down. That was followed up by last week's radical call of loving our enemies doing good to those who hate us, blessing those who curse us, and praying for those who mistreat us. Jesus is not unaware of evil things that are being done, and he's not telling us to simply be blind and deaf and mute in the face of them, particularly when we're in some position to be able to do something about it. It would be foolish for us to say, well, if a judge who's outspoken on drunk driving falls into that same stupid and foolish thing as well, well, I guess we can't expect anyone to avoid that. But at the heart of all this, Jesus is calling us to be aware and to own our own sinfulness. We have to confront our own beams in our own eyes. We have to acknowledge our own hypocrisy. The gospel is kind of timely for me. A friend of mine kind of caught me by surprise when they kind of aggressively asked me in, in a Facebook message, how could I stay a priest? How could I remain Catholic with all the recent news and headlines and stories about scandals, the failures, the hypocrisy of so many? And the messages went back and forth and it included lines to me saying, I know you, I know you're a good guy and you're better than this. You're better than them. You shouldn't be around them. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's been confronted with similar statements. But I was kind of taken aback at first because I wanted to agree with them. I wanted to say, you're right. 
because some of these stories are sickening and depraved and infuriating. Like I shared a few weeks ago, there's that human reaction that wants to disassociate with all that stuff. But I could never really hit the enter on that send button saying any of that because instead I had to and I have to admit that I'm a hypocrite too. I'm a sinner. I fall into temptation. I fall short of what Jesus calls me to do. I need and do go to confession. And those aren't things I'm proud of. I'm not sharing any of that to boast at all. And I hope that no one's scandalizing any of that. But the reality is that this scandal and many others that we can look around in the world around us has been because too many are pretending that they're not sinners. The scandal's been that too many of us remain silent and not calling out the evil in our midst, especially out of a warped misreading of this gospel that has us conclude, if you ignore my being, I'll ignore your speck. The scandal has been that too many have gotten comfortable and created an environment where hypocrisy and double lives and the lack of pursuit for holiness was allowed to fester. This week, this Wednesday, is, is Ash Wednesday. And again, as divided as a people, and even more sadly as a church that we can sometimes be, we will find ourselves united together in a very simple yet profound reality. We as a church will unite together to say that we are sinners, that we need God's mercy. The ashes are a reminder that without God's breath of life that he's generously poured out to us, that's all we would be pile of ashes and then we're told as we receive them to turn away from sin and to be faithful to the gospel the only way forward for the church the only way forward for us to confront the evil that we see in the world around us begins when each of us heeds those words personally and helps one another collectively to do so Yes. <laughs>